Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the podcast that should have killed Doug because I refused to drive and made him come into my cat dander-laced apartment. Like, you used to have horrible, horrible allergies to cats. I did? Well, no, to the point where every once in a while I would come in and my shirt would have some cat hair on it and you'd start getting a little bit itchy. Itchy, I, teary, sniffly, yeah. Like I said, you desensitized yourself to it. But since I refused to In drive... In the worst way humanly possible, but yes. Like I said, since I refused to drive, you know, being the most selfish human being in the entire world and making you boys come to me, you've kind of actually... Which I think were mostly lyrics to an Electric Six song. Actually, I'm the right. most selfish... I, I can't... Well, I'm going to, like, jock rocket, but yeah, like, the most the most selfish person on the, in the, person entire world. In the world and making all you boys drive to me. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, Those so, could be Dick Valentine lyrics. Well, but it's one of those things where, even from the get-go, when, about three years ago, we did our first episode? Yeah. About three years ago, even the initial episode, I made you come here, despite the fact that I knew you had cat allergies, and I owed a fucking herd. Is that what they're called? I, I think more than two is a herd. Of cats? Herd of cats? I don't know what a group of cats is called other than a pride. However, my cats are not majestic enough to be a pride. Or gay enough. No, yeah, that's that's not the problem. The problem is I've literally seen two out of my three cats fall into a full bathtub of water. They're not a pride. Nor are they gay. They will not have a parade. They will never have a parade. A gay of cats. I kind of like that, though. A gay of cats? Mm-hmm. You know what? You're going to have to ask that. And now I can't remember. A friend of mine had discussed, like, very specific name for what happens when, like, a whole... I think... Is it a pride of marakeets? Mmm... No, I think it's a manor. Is it a manor? That's I don't know, I'm that's just... That's so British. I'm just saying it's marak... Marak... Marakat... Marakeets. Marakats? Meerkats. Oh, meerkats. I yeah. I don't know why I keep saying marakeets. Is that like when you breed a meerkat and a, a parakeet? parakeet? <laughs> So there would be a flock plus a manor, so that'd be a flanner. Be a flanner of marakeets. It's like the things nightmares are made out of. It is! Because it'd be like, what if Timon from The Lion King was like, that's where you get flying monkeys! Oh no, thank you. And they all keep chanting about Oreos. Why Oreos? Do you not remember that in The Wizard of Oz? They have the O-E-O. Oh, those are the guards, though. Those aren't the monkeys. They're some kind of descendant of the monkey. Really? They look like, they look like really big Oompa Loompas. No. I just assumed it was a clone army. Like, not to get all Star yeah, Wars fair on enough, it, Fair enough, fair enough. Clone army, got it. Yeah, no, like, right? Like, they all no, kind of looked at the witch. Like, she was like, here's a drop of my blood and every cell will become my army. Um, that's well, kind of like, like Emperor that, Palpatine as well. well so, it's one of those back to Star I Wars. I like now when we have the at least theory of clone technology like that that's our assumption is that when somebody as opposed to Hitler manages to completely take over a country and build an army and make everything under his fascist control we assume it's a clone army not that people are stupid that they're sheeple oh sheeple of Denver get your shit together oh sheeple of the United States Anyway, we have, yeah, we're not going to get political. Not on this one. 
Um, we did want to. Oh, uh, we are off. a little bit eventually, but no. But right off, before we get off topic, you texted me about three hours ago saying, "Sitting with backpacks, make a note." Yeah, it's on the list. And do you want to do that later? Yeah, it's my social contract. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't say that earlier. It no, is my social contract. Um, so, spoiler I would, alert. I'd like to talk about Lucifer. Which one? First the show, then the book. Okay. First the show. I have found that if I just completely mentally divorce myself from the comics... Absolutely. It's a highly, incredibly enjoyable show. Do I still fucking hate that he has a mother? I hate it. I, I hate it, it so freaking hard. I no, love it. her character is great. She's a phenomenal actress. Trisha Helford, killing yeah, like it. Like I said, first of all, she's gorgeous. Which is kind of her point. But she's like, like if my husband gets too uppity, I just give him sex. No, but it's just one of those <laughs> things where, like I said, the issue that I have with the show has very little to do with the writing and the concepts. It's the fact that they bought this property from DC. Well, it's DC Vertigo, right? Yes. They bought this property from DC Vertigo, which is an offshoot from... Well, the Warner same. Brothers, effectively. I'm going from the original trades. No, but I mean DC owns... Or uh, Warner Brothers owns DC, so... And it's a DC Vertigo property. But like I said, so... Trisha Hilford, that we talked about, and we've talked about this from the first time she made an appearance. She's a beautiful woman, and I love the way she plays the character. I really just... I need them to have another season. So many questions. Well, you know what happens at the end of this season. They've, oh, yeah. they've already yeah. said God Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, they cast God Johnson. Well, they cast God. Like, well, that's the thing, though. Is, that, is he God or is he just fucking delusional? Which is exactly what well, his they therapist that, thought when Lucifer first came to see her. And they do say that uh, God Johnson, the character, does say some things to Lucifer to make him realize the veracity of some of his claims that he is God. But it's just one of those things... just makes you really want to watch Legion when it comes out. Aubrey Plaza, we're watching Legion. But do you think she's real? That's, I, don't, I don't want to get into that. that nobody could see us high-five during that. But, like I said, the problems I'm having with Lucifer, the TV show right now, is one, I have major bitches about the whole male-female conception creation of the universe thing. Especially the fact that they're Do you now think God created, effectively, I'm going to say Trisha Helford, um, but like the, the goddess, literally goddess. That's the problem, is that Do the, you implication think he created of, the implication her? is that he didn't create her, but she they came there. together to create and they didn't get on well, so he put her in hell. That's the implication, uh, you're, you're and that really, makes me so you're fucking You're really angry. not going to like uh, the new, the, the Sandman prequel. Oh, you're so not gonna like that because you get into uh, Sandman's well, parents. It's, but it's no, but it's the Adam and Eve thing. Adam was there, and then God created something out of Adam to create Eve and entertain him. Well, then we get into the whole Lucifer comic thing, which I'm just getting into. Um, well, that was actually from Sandman, but still. It well, no, they they bring it up I'm in at the top of the third book in in Lucifer. I only know that like n- not weird photographic memory. I mean, yeah, weird photographic memory because I just read it, but. Um, that I just read it, so it's, it's fresh in my mind. Um, where you have Lilith, who will not submit. She was grown of, um, I believe they actually get into this in both Sandman and there was something They get else. into it in Sandman and Lucifer, and it's been in other things Possibly well. the Satanic Bible? 
Well, it's one of those things where the Lilithum existed in the void. The Lilithum, yeah. No TH? No. Excuse me. No TH. The Lilithum. Like I said, they existed in the void. They existed before God and demons and angels. Mm, no. No. The Lilithum came from Lilith, who was created after Adam. That was Adam's first companion. Correct. She was not willing to be submissive to man, which... Yeah, okay. Written by the patriarchy. So, anyway. Um, oh, crap. We haven't was, gotten yet to that, to that part yet in Lucifer. Never mind. No, I'm getting talk. to that part. No, we can't my, talk about that yet. Okay. But that Lilith was the first wife of Adam. Yes, she was. Um, and like I said, Adam rejected her because she wouldn't be submissive. Correct. And there's a second wife. Um, it was... I don't even know if she had a name. No, she was the nameless. Exactly. That, like, Adam watched her being created and was, like, disgusted. No, he was completely freaked out by her being created. Because there's nothing pretty about the human body at all. Oh, human body's gross. Oh, no. Oh, we're all snot and jelly and No, but it's it's just you and I have both been ill lately. The human body's disgusting. I've... Disgusting. ...been in a room with a human birth. Uh, There's nothing pretty about the human body. Um, That is the last mystique... And uh, it it's not pretty. Not that I I, I regret being there, but uh, yeah. No, it's just there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing pretty. pretty about the human body. Episiotomy. Google it. Um, Everyone knows what an episiotomy is. And if you don't Google it, uh, or don't, please don't. Please don't. Um, unless you're one of the people like me, where it's like I must know everything, and and then I go, oh, I wish I didn't know that. So, however, like I said. We've talked about this before. I'm very fond of Tom Ellis Lucifer. Tom Ellis is Lucifer, yes. They did not use enough money on the soundtrack for this season. No, but they did put it into special effects. Uh, a lot of cars blown up. I do uh, like a, that lo- now a lot of really impressive set pieces this season so far. Yes, I do. Like, you do have a lot of hangers. Well, like I said, I do like now that him and Brother like plain Blood hangers, have not like close hangers, huh? Damn what? It. No, I'm not going to be able to have carbonated things. Carbonated? That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I burped. I know. But like I said, so I do like now that him and Brother Blood have the rapport where he's douche oh, and Lucifer's douche. dick. I do like that. Yeah, like they no, have I, kind of, they're kind of on equal ground at this no, point. No, I like that they got back to that place. And I they got like to that, that place by how, A, Chloe making up with Lucifer. And B... Detective Douche, or Brother Blood from Arrow, fucking Lucifer's mom. So I think in the last five episodes, and considering what they did in the first season, their daughter's character, Trixie, has been underutilized. I think the fact that her name is Trixie is going to come in... No, we talked about that and how much I... Who the fuck names a kid Trixie? Even if her name is Patricia, why the fuck would you give her the nickname Trixie? The fact that her name is... Part tricks, I think, is going to come into play. And also the fact farther that she along. doesn't genetically look like either of her parents. Knowing what I've read from Lucifer, which we'll get into that. Um, well, that character's we'll name see. is Eleanor. Who? What? Oh crap! You're not there yet. We'll talk about that eventually. Okay. You mean Elaine? Oh, you're right. I'm talking about Elaine. Why did I think her name was Eleanor? I don't know, but like we'll talk about Elaine in the, you know, when but we like get I said, there. So I really we'll get there when like, we get there. 
I did like the moments they had with Trixie, especially anytime they have Maze and Trixie together, it cracks me the fuck up. Actually, I like Lucifer and Trixie, where he's like, no, oh, I like, hello, small human child, no, I go love, play with something. No, I love Lucifer and Trixie because it actually, it's a very small vignette in one of the Sandman books, where he's on a plane, which I want to say he's on the plane with... It's um, in Lucifer. No, no, it's, 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 I'm pretty sure it's in Sandman. He's no, on a plane with Lucifer. one of his sisters. And this little girl talks to it's him. It's in Lucifer. Is it in Lucifer? It's in Lucifer. But that's one of my favorite vignettes. Because I've memorized Sandman, and I know I'm not coming up with it. No, but he, he's, it's one of these vignettes where he's on a plane. Well, don't spoil it for me. I haven't read it. It's it's a side note. It's not anything. Okay. Do you not want me to spoil it? Well. It's not a major plot point. Sure. So no, do. No, he, no, I'm almost 100% sure it's in Sandman. He's on a plane with Delirium. Oh, you meant Sandman. Yeah. I thought you meant Lucifer. No, it's Sandman Comics. Yeah, okay. It's a small vignette in Sandman Comics where I'm pretty sure he's on a plane with Delirium. Okay. And the little girl talks to him when they're in first class. And she's talking to him about the nature of dreams. She's like, I'm, in my dreams, oh, I remember how to fly. fly. Or do I forget how to fly? Yes, that's, that's that's in book five. Oh, the one they're hunting destruction with. Exactly. Where it's, I think the playfulness of that relationship is kind of Trixie and Lucifer. Okay. I can see that. Well, no, it's just one of those things where he answers her questions honestly, and that makes adults uncomfortable. But a kid, naturally comfortable. Because she's like, well, do I forget to fly? No, do I remember how to fly in dreams? Or do I, get to fly, or do I forget, forget how, how to, to fly, fly when I wake life. up? And the thing yeah. is, that's actually kind of... The first time I ever came across it was reading The Prince and the Pauper in Mark Twain, where he's talking about the honestness of children, where children will initially believe the truth that you tell them. I don't think you said the right writer with the right no, um, piece, but... Mark Twain wrote The Prince and the Pauper. Oh, crap. I'm... No, no you can't. Here. So, at a point in The Prince and the Pauper... No, make a note. Mm-hmm. No, keep going. The character who's the prince who has gone out into the world and everything's been horrible for him ends up seeking shelter in a barn. And he's getting woken up by Do you mean the, a knight, uh, what is it, the, a, a knight in King Arthur's court or whatever no, that is? No, the book is The Prince and the Pauper. Okay. You've got, have you never read this book? Yeah, no, I'm aware of the book. Do you know the... I, I know the premise of it. Keep yeah. going. In the book, like I said, the prince who has basically been trying to get back because everything's gone to shit because, right. you know, not being a prince sucks. <coughs> I think I've got like lung pop. <coughs> I was going to edit that out when you did that. Did also, I talked over your second cough. <coughs> Third cough. <coughs> Stop doing that on purpose. It actually wasn't on purpose, but still. Oh, shit. Wasn't it? No. Oh. It was good comedic timing, but it was not yeah. on purpose. <laughs> Takes shelter in a barn and gets woken up by these small children whose parents own the barn at some point. And he's so half asleep and surprised when they ask him who he is, he says the prince, they immediately believe him. I mean, there's a small logic argument, but it's like a two-second argument. But no, kids take, take things that adults say as gospel. Yeah, exactly. Which is but why what I happens in the book have told is that my nieces and nephews... I know where their death nerve is, I know where their off switch is, and I can take away their arms and legs. Wow, you're an awful person. I am a great uncle. 
Because that's what that's what uncles would say. In the book, however, sure. When he tells them this, they take it as gospel, and he makes basically a pact within him an adult self, being like, always believe in the truth of children because children believed you when nobody else would. Yeah, but children believe the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, uh, storks. I mean, storks actually exist as birds. Did I but they I didn't see that movie? No. I really wanted to. It looked too cute. No, it looked, I didn't want to pay for it, but I wanted to watch it. Yeah, it looked too cute. Um, it was like Trolls. Like, I'm not going to watch it. It looks too cute. They did so much marketing for Trolls. I know, and then like, no one saw it. Actually, it was a hit. Was it, really? The Trolls went well. Holy shit. The series, as, as, as many problems as you have with it... Um, it's still highly enjoyable. Tom Ellis. I mean... Well, yes, and what's the name of the actress who's his therapist? Uh, oh, Rachel Harris. I, I would watch Rachel Harris counseling... I would watch Rachel... Okay, so I that, would watch the, Rachel the therapist and Mezakin. Mezakin? Is it well, Mezakin? It's Mezakin, and everyone just calls her Maze. But, I mean, like... You know, she's a demon in the series, and she's a Lilithum in the books. Lilum. Excuse me, Lilum. Duh, I'm not going to do that. But, and she's a very important character in the books. I'm... Getting to that. Getting to that. Yeah. Um, Lux is and not, still a thing. And, and not in the comics. But, um, well, we'll talk about the comics in a second, but um, or in a couple of minutes. But, yeah, I, I, could wa- I could watch a buddy comedy with the therapist and, and Mezzakeen. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Like, right? That'd be the best version of, like, right? it's like it's whatever like, terrible Sandra Bullock Reese Witherspoon comedy they tried to make. No, no, no. It would be like when, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, who, who do I hate from Doctor Who? Um, that doesn't narrow it down. Clara. When Clara and... Um, name. Uh, ooh. Yeah, I can't think of that. No, the, the last companion, Clara Osgood. No, I can't think of the actress's name. Oh, no, yeah, but anyway, Clara. When Clara and the girl from uh, Lord of the Rings, that was Shielder, a Shielder, when they fuck off and like they're weird, like, clone Curtis, like, I would watch the fuck out of that. I would watch the fuck out of... Yes. Um, how many Doctor Who spinoffs have I thought of on this show? At least four. But how much do I love seeing Maze talk to her about being a bounty hunter with no morals? No, no. But then when she gets into the whole... When Maze gets into the whole on the show, into the whole uh, uh, self-affirmation... On the last, oh, like, two I'm episodes. Awesome. It's like, I'm awesome. And you know why I'm awesome? Because I think I'm awesome. But and I'm like, going to go kick some ass now. I love the joke about her. Like, you know when your friend comes in during your lunch breaks to get free therapy and doesn't even say thank you? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she's like, I would kill that person. But it's just one of those things where the first... She's the no, Drax but, of this. Well, the thing is, the first human she ever connected with, though, was Trixie. Was Trixie. And then she immediately went from Trixie to... Rachel Harris. The, the, I can't the, remember her character's name. Well, the therapist. Well, it's his therapist, but she has a for real name. In the show. Yes, of course. Yeah, doctor or something. Um, I am so Mr. sick doctor. of Amenadiel. Like, I'm a big fan of that actor, because he played Robin on Buffy. Right. And he was really good in that role. And it's not that he's bad in this role, it's just he's such a fucking sad sack who fucks everything up. Yeah, like, well, he's there to, like... He was like the angel. He's the sand in your vagina. 
He was like the big brother to all the angels. You get that when Ur, uh, Uriel comes in. Um, Which, by the, the way, god of urethras. First of all, or I the think angel of they urethras. super underplayed Uriel, considering his place in the... I can't say pantheon, can I? Yeah. Like the order of angels? Yeah, he was, he was a seraphim, I think. Like I said, like he's second only to Michael. Who? Michael, the archangel. No, who is second to Uriel. Michael? No, Menadiel is. Not in the traditional pantheon. In terms of seraphim, I I don't know. I, I don't I can't say that off the top of my head. I, I don't know. Like I said, Michael is the be all. My, Michael is yeah. Michael's the be all. Seconded to Lucifer. Like I said, Michael's also the only one that has the power to recreate. Okay, now we're getting into something in the comics, which. But it's also in. I really don't want to say Christian mythology, but I kind of want to say Christian mythology. She really hates it when you call it Christian mythology. Mythology. Little dogma joke there. Little dogma joke. All right. Yeah, cool. that was a great joke. Thank you. Um, but in in. How's God? Really it, funny. Cripplingly lonely. Does he say cripplingly? Something about it's either cripplingly or depressingly. She goes, lonely, but funny. Yeah, but no, it's. it's he goes there's, like, there's yeah, an, yeah, but funny at the end. But there's an adjective in there. It's either cripplingly or depressingly. Lee, and he goes, but funny. Because when she goes. Meh. Anyways, let's finish with Lucifer the TV show. Um, I'm actually really enjoying getting into now having not read the comics until recently, which we'll get into in a second. You, just, you need to not think about them as the same thing, right? Despite the fact that they share a lot of traits. I'm really enjoying getting into the aspects of Lucifer's family. Like we know, I he's... fucking hate his mother. So does he. Well, um, no, it's not the it's not the actress. It's not the way she plays no, the character. Not, it's the, how they write for her. It's so lazy. Really? It's extremely lazy. Last week we talked about Flashpoint. It's not that lazy. They're doing a divorced child with deity powers. Did they not? Oh god, I, I can't ask that and not have spoilers. Shit. Just say spoilers. No, oh, you but don't like have for me, to tell you right? Um, it's more complicated than that. Okay, cool. There's, there's, honey. There's eleven books. You got time. <sighs> I know. Um, I'm well, excited that, for you to a, read. A perfect this. segue into while we've all been watching the Lucifer series on TV, I recently started reading the Lucifer series in trade paperback and comics. Well, the only which reason is where I came I, from, like I said, the only reason I never forced you to read those before is because I have an incomplete collection. Like I said, the last book I'd lent to somebody and never came back. And I'm not going to do that to a person. Be like, hey, read those ten books. But you don't get any resolve. Like, How about yeah. you go fuck yourself? Like, fuck you, closure. No, um... So that's what it happened. I, is I held off reading... I'll tell you, I, I held off reading Lucifer when it came out because... Well, I mostly read Lucifer when it came out because I had such a giant boner for David Bowie. Who he does look like in the first book of Sandman. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, I was always very interested to find out a lot more about what Lucifer did well, after he left hell and opened a piano bar in L.A. Which Neil Gaiman says in the in the first book's introduction where he goes, who's the one spinoff character? And he goes, Lucifer. Um, Mike Carey, hit or miss with me as a writer, um, hit Lucifer, miss his run in X-Men. Um... And I think that's why I held back on reading Lucifer. One, I didn't... Well, you I, I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't thrilled with... And I liked... Oh, God, I can't think of the guy's name. 
Um, it's the guy that wrote Fables. It's Birmingham, but I can't think of his first name. Um, Fables Birmingham. Just Google it. Not you, them. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's Mike Birmingham, but I don't know if that's right or not. Um, but he wrote the generic the, he white wrote, guy he wrote, the, he wrote the Dreaming, which was like this like Sandman adjacent series. Um, it's somewhere in this pile. And I liked aspects of it, um, but not enough that I would really read it consistently. And I think I kind of lumped Lucifer in with that, where I was like, "Oh, it's a spinoff of Sandman." Well, they did. I like. They did three different spinoffs, because they did the witch one. With Tabitha the Witch. Who's Tabitha the Witch? She was a little bit more interesting in the Death comics. But they... Maybe it wasn't Tabitha. But they did a few different spin-offs. They did, like, a little boy detective lost... They did, the, they did the ghost boy detectives. Yes. And then they did Lucifer. And then they did, like... Oh, crap. The Dreaming. Well, no. I'm talking about a series of comics. Like, I'll, I'll look at it later. Um, but so she, I, she was a very important character in the death books because you're talking about Matt Hattie or whatever her name was no no um, she was one of the neighbors when Barbie has to go on her quest in the realm with the oh crap no no hold on keep doing so yeah. Barbie and Ken were married they make appearances in the sand this is Dal- oh no this is in Dalmos this is a dream of you yeah. The, the storyline of the cuckoo that I didn't... Yes. I, I actually didn't like a whole lot. I was lot. not a big fan of that. They actually revisit Barbie later on, and I'm pretty sure one of the death books, where she ends up getting trapped in a weird dream realm. No, that happens in Sandman. It does happen in Sandman, but the two people... She had three people with her, because she had the two lesbians, and then she had Tabitha the witch. You're thinking the, transve- or the transgender... No, no. She ended up dying. But she had Foxglove and her partner. And um, um, like I said, it starts with an L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxglove and her partner. And they end up in the two. They they end up in the two. The two um, death stories. Exactly. This is one of the death stories where they have a neighbor who's a witch, but she's a little bit more important than that. And actually, I think she ends up in in the Fury story, if I remember correctly. That's another offshoot of Sandman. They did a story about the Furies. But it wasn't Mad Hattie. Okay. No. Anyway. It's not So important. I just started reading. It's not well, let's not get into the minutiae. Let's go really broad strokes for right now. Um, I started uh, reading the Mike Carey uh, Lucifer. Which um, I've been encouraging you to do for years. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but like I, I said, I held to... off because I, I wasn't a huge fan of some of his work. But it more had to do with the fact that, like I said, I had an incomplete series of trade paperbacks. And I didn't want to get you started and not let you finish. Well, so I wanted to hold back on it. I, I wasn't sold, and once again, like, I, I, I read aspects of The Dreaming and wasn't terribly thrilled. Um, I've gotten two books in. I, I think I just started a third book out of 11 on Lucifer, the comic book series. There's 11 trade paperbacks, yes. That's what I just said. Um, three out of 11. And, um... You could have had issues. Sorry, books, collected editions. Um, I'm reading it slow because, and I, I was talking about off air with this with Deb. The thing's built like Sandman, where, and I don't mean to be glib, the devil's in the details. Um, well, it's it's the thing is that you never get introduced to a character without there being a reason for it. 
Well, and it's you don't... Very, yeah, exactly. And I think I said that... I'll, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Go it's, ahead. it's a very plot-wise and emotionally compressed book. It's very character-driven So without you realizing it. Because you get introduced to these characters and you get introduced to certain powers or aspects or just them getting introduced. And you're like, well, why was that person there? And then you get like another couple books in and you're like, oh, shit. So, spoilers. Very soon on the series... Ah, uh, careful on spoilers. No, I'm not going to do anything. Careful. Very soon on in the series, I think in the first book, you get introduced to an immortal female character that has the same miscarriage every day. Yes. She used to be a priestess for an ancient deity. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why she has the same miscarriage every day. No, it's because the the that weird guy who captured Michael, like, took their baby. Everything makes sense. No, no, that's that's a, a totally different plot line. Oh, Lord. Yeah, no, you just kind of spoil Nope, we're good. Okay. It's a no, hard totally series not to spoil, happened. apparently. No, I, I totally thought that happened in the first book. No. I know that... Nope! <laughs> well, I can spoil what I know. Um... Spoil all the things. Apparently, Elaine was the the girl who can talk to ghosts and has these grandmothers that help her through supernatural issues. Um, is half half angel on her father mother's side because she was both conceived by and birthed by the archangel Michael. So they give her a title later on. Do you want me to I tell don't you? want to know what it okay. is. Probably Mother of Dragons. It is and not. No, no, not like that. Like, they actually just give her... They, they clarify her relationship to God. Okay. I don't want to know. Um, her familial relationship to God. But it's... And then, as I last read, uh, Lucifer has created his own universe. Uh-huh. Thus becoming God. God. So, there are a lot of really metaphysical and religious implications in reading this. I'm loving it. Um, but once again, I'm loving it in a way that is very meticulous. Where I am I love the details and not the broad strokes. It's not like I'm slamming through it like I would any other well, no, it's trade like, paperback. It's like reading a philosophy book where sometimes you read two pages and then you need to sit and think about it for a number of hours. Uh, I would actually make it more con- contemporary in exactly what I was talking about, where if you were to hand me, let's say, okay, maybe not the greatest example. Uh, Call me Ishmael. No, but like say like you hand me like, the first book of Transmetropolitan. Oh, God. Transmetropolitan, I love. Now, Until hold on. they got to the whole plot line with the beast. Right. Oh, well, that's and that's not even a plot line halfway through, because then it becomes the, the, the Smiler. But, uh, oh, God, so uncomfortable. But my point is, like, in the what, first what's book... What's the name of their child molester group? Oh, they're like They're, the, like, pre-sexual humans. Oh, it's, like, free love or something like that. Well, it's basically whatever. Having sex with preteen people. Like I said, it's... it's a, oh, anyway, but anyway, sorry, my point is that if you handed me the first book of Trump Metropolitan, which I do highly recommend... Um, and we mostly I have would, single issues of... And I would, I would pour over the art... But I wouldn't pour over the plot too much. I'd be like, okay, I get it. And people that are being introduced, I understand 100% when they're being introduced. 
You know what's um, really funny about that, and you and I have talked to, about to, this before. Hold on, to some extent, um, it's better Jerusalem, for the most part, absolutely. Shannon Yarrow, for the most part, I would say, yeah. Um, uh, Mitch Royce, the editor. But, like, it's like, okay, here are these fully developed characters. I mean, like, given there's, like, no magic elements, there's no, like, really mystery. No, but Spider's a fully de- developed character, and you meet Sharon and... Um, Shannon. Shannon? Shannon. Shannon Yarrow. Yeah, Shannon, and then you meet... Um, Yelena, but that's not until... That's not until... Like, what but I'm, I'm saying, the, no, but I'm saying the first in... book. The first book. First book. Down on the streets or whatever I'm it's called. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean Shannon to be a reoccurring character. Oh, I guarantee you he did not. Um, However, you I have no love nipples. her. No, I love her as the bodyguard. Anyway, um, my point is that when I you read Transmetropolitan... I'm guaranteed to get a lot of sex there. What are you talking about? I'm a bride of Christ. That's Fred what they Christ. mean. Fred Christ. I'm, yeah. Anyway, my point is that like you meet these characters that are effectively fully formed, for the most part. Um, whereas in Lucifer... You keep being these like kind of half-built characters, not in a bad way, but it's just that like there's an air of mystique around each and every one of them, and that's why it's taking me so long to read two trade paperbacks because I'm like I know, like I said, the devils in the details. I know that this is this is why you. If this was a show, this is why you binge watch it to make all those connections. And now, maybe you vaguely understand why I was so fucking furious when I first read the treatment for Lucifer, the TV show. We both were. We both were. But like I said, the books are really good. Are they a serial TV show? No! Not even a little. The books are written with a very clear endpoint. You could never write a TV show like that unless you knew it was going to end in X amount of episodes. And that's not something you would ever do for... Well, Network no, TV. I mean, it's not that, like... That would be an HBO Showtime thing. Or Babylon 5. Beginning, middle, end. Well, that was sci-fi, so that's also a cable network. Like I said, well, that's... that was that was Trzinski. That was J. Michael Trzinski. I saw it. I'm so sorry. That was J. Michael Trzinski saying, here's a beginning, middle, end. Just let me get to it. Uh, Neil Gimmack actually had a really good thing about that. Um, can I ask you a question, because I need you to talk for a little while. Okay. But I think it's a really cool idea. Do you think that in Lucifer... Which Lucifer? The show. Okay. He'll get to the point where... Not that he overtakes God, but does the whole, like, create his own universe. So, you and I need to actually revisit something I've been bugging you about for about a year now. Where I really need you to reread the Sand... Well, I shouldn't say reread because you haven't read it in the first place. I need you to read the Sandman Slim series. Because it's yet another take on a very emotional human Lucifer. So, at some point in the... Wait, how many spoilers am I allowed to say for you? No, I don't want to do this. Okay. I don't want to ruin the series for you. I need you to read the Sandman Slim series. Okay. One, because I think you'd super enjoy it. We've talked about it. And two, because I think... That's what I should have gotten on my Amazon order. That's what I ordered for Ryan for his birthday, for his Valentine's Day book. Good, he can trade me that for the copy of my book, because I know he's not going to read it. I loved your book. You had some editorial errors, but I loved your book. He's not going to read it. He reads. He's not going to read it. I like your book. Okay, it doesn't matter how much you like it, he's not going to read it. Anyway, we have so much so, more to Lucifer discuss. So, Lucifer the TV series. 
we're going back I, to I that. still no, I just I still can't just get past the fact that they basically set up the universe being created by an ex husband and wife. It's lazy and stupid. Well, they weren't ex husband and wife at the time. Yes, however, she now refers to him as her ex husband and it well, makes me want to throw fucking shoes. Well, don't do that. I'm not going to. Everything in here would fall over. Uh, Thanks, Garbatron. I think we both went Garbatron's back. Do we need to take a quick break while Garbatron does his uh No. We're not breaking, we're finishing this. Okay. So we have so Stop. Much... We're rearranging my apartment. All of my shit has been out of place for like a week and a half. My Funko Pops are basically building a wall between my living room and my kitchen. We're not breaking. Okay, all of that. Um, let's get into DC TV. Watch uh, Powerless. Can we hold off on that until we get to the end of the CW stuff? Can we tack that on at the end? Because I actually do have some notes. It's not actually what I was giggling about. It's Garbatron background. It's Garbatron. Uh, no, it's Scarbatron dumping all this crap. I'm like, oh, that that's kind of what DC TV's doing right now. Um, weirdly enough... No, I... they're, they're trying to do too much and trying to keep trying it together. And everything's super awkward and super weird. And I still don't like Legends and Supergirl still sucks. Well, I don't watch Supergirl and we don't talk about it on the show. I'm trying to talk over Garbatron. Um, you don't have to, but Supergirl still sucks. Uh, first thing is a very general note on DC TV this week. They were really focused on balls. It was a lot about, like, I'll have your balls, I'll take off your balls, I'll have literally one character, uh, the new Black Canary says, I'll have your nuts in a sling. I like That's that a pretty common phrase. Yeah, but... It just seemed like throughout the last couple episodes of Flash, Arrow, and Legends that they, they just kept mentioning balls. Don't take this the wrong way, but I think about balls pretty frequently. Oh, great. Moving it's on. warm enough outside for my upstairs neighbor to start wearing his god-awful cowboy boots again. Yay! Cowboy boots-a-tron. Um, on Flash, uh, you have the introduction, the true introduction of Gypsy... Uh, who does not have illusion powers at all. She's got vibe powers. I'm not super thrilled at it, but it did... It, it, it kind of worked. It was a nice nod to the fact that Gypsy and Vibe were on the what's called the Detroit Justice League team. Um, Which is funny, because when you say Detroit Justice, I start laughing in my head and thinking of people getting beat Robo to death. RoboCop. Oh. Just like, it seems like somebody would beat you to death with a carjack. That seems like Detroit Justice League. Or just Detroit Justice. <laughs> no, Detroit Justice is you getting AIDS and the government ignoring you. No, that's... That's terrible. Um, that's the 80s. And the band marches on. That's actually not true anymore, but still. Is it the band played... It's the band played on. No, it's the band played on. However, right, right. like I said, that, that storyline of the spread of the AIDS and HIV epidemic has been... Grid. <laughs> No, it's it's been disproved. Like, I mean, he... It's for monkeys. Like I said... Rip it again, Sam. First of all, shut your mouth. Second of all... No, he did definitely spread, but he was not the only one creating hot spots 
ha. You're talking about patient zero. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying it's been disproved that he was the only. How did we get from AIDS from Flash? said how do we get from aids from flash flades i call it oh ow you deserve that hold on meta human i can make an acronym out of this okay no, let's no, not, we're not let's doing not, this because it'd be not. like midas i don't know what that means but okay midas meta meta immunodeficiency acquired syndrome yeah there you go oh crap you, well, now you I'm just you yeah, just inve- no. you just invented meta aids, or meta aids. Call it. That would be it. Be Midas. Anyway, uh, so everything turns to, to talk shit. about so the Flash. Yes, so you have Gypsy coming in, uh, hunting HG hipster Wells. Which is funny because in my head, HG is always going to be human growth. Sure. Um, HGH. Yeah. No, we get it. Um, so, Gypsy comes in as a collector, I think they call her. Have you watched any of this? Yeah, I didn't really care. Um, she comes in to hunt uh, hipster wells, um, because apparently it's illegal to, like, breach worlds, unless you're unless you're a collector, because I assume she's not a criminal, because she's breaching all over the place. Okay, I don't see the reasoning, but continue. Um, oh, because, well, at one point, HG says... There was an alien... Fan uh, from Carbonation. I saw it. That there was an alien uh, species that, like, breached onto our Earth. They almost destroyed it. Thus, there is, like, uh, an illegality with breaching different worlds. Um, very very uh, Eisenhower isolationist. No, I get it. It's the whole breach thing, though. It's like, why are collectors allowed to do this? I would imagine because they're probably held accountable somehow. And she... I'm sorry, is there, there a council of collectors? <sighs> Never going to get into that. Um, I would no, assume, like, the, I, they, they're, they're, like, they're, like, accountable, they're, they're like a homeland security of breachers, oh, I guess. Oh, that's not a good example. A, a time, a, a breach lords? Would you prefer, like, a, a, a no, time lord of breachers? No, it's just one of those things, just anytime you set yeah, up. Yeah, it's not a perfect premise. No, with the world, Congress, anytime you set up a council, it's not good. Look at Gallifrey. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Wow, not good. Oh my god. So. We elected a Dalek. Um, so I still. His new name is Davros. I still. Davros Trump. Well, oh, that actually does sound like a sci fi character, doesn't it? It really does. Okay, so, so I still don't I, like Legends. We'll get into it. I'm going to slam through this. I know because we've been going for a while and we're really rambling. And I'm sorry. Um, the Gypsy versus Vibe um, fight, great. Showing Vibe what he can do in, in terms of like breaching through, I guess like time or space. Like more vibing space where she used like teleportation as a power. I think it's more manipulating particles as waves. Yeah, it's unscientific and stuff. Well, no, that's that's kind of always been my understanding of Vibe's power, is he's able to manipulate particles as waves, which is why he knows how to kind of manipulate sound and a little bit of... Time and space. Well, like... time and space. I was, I was trying to... I can't 
can't think of a good word for it. Like, but like I said, that was my understanding of this power as him manipulating sure. how mar- molecules and basically substance moves through time and space using waves. I like it. I mean, I could be completely full of shit here. No, no. That's just but my I, understanding I, 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 of his yeah, power. No, he, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I, I, I can't think of a, a shorter version uh, of well, saying I'm it sure off the top of my head. Well, I'm sure somebody could give us like a one-sentence oh, explanation. Well, I'm sure we get a Wikipedia-looking right yeah. vibe. Um, I do want to say uh, Wally versus Barry. Um, Barry lets No, Wally... I, I totally went straight up Cheryl versus Daryl the cool. second you said that. Um, Barry lets Wally kind of take some... Uh, take a win, and he saves a uh, truck full of, I think it was cheerleaders... Because of course he does. And it's a like, very Zack Snyder move. And How's like, that school bus going to go down in the river? Full of cheerleaders. Um, Thanks, Zack so Snyder. Doesn't, it, it's more the end of Dumb and Dumber. So Wally's like, and they're like, oh, can we take a selfie? And he goes, yeah. And he draws the flash symbol as he runs away. Um, they're setting up, I think they're setting up Wally to be the Wally that I came to know in the comics as being like that like egotistic, like kind of rock star superhero player. Which is fine, but we both know who the major egoist in the Flash plotline was, which is Eobard Thorne, who got all of like the plastic surgery to look like King In the King. comics, yes. Yeah. No, no, but no, I no think, not but in the I, series. But, like but I think comics. that like they're setting up Wally to be like the glory hound. Whereas Barry's the more, like, down-to-earth, which he was in the comics. I mean, I think... But the thing is that Wally's always been like that, even when he was a quote-unquote street racer. When he he's was, yeah, when he was Fast glory. and Furious. Yeah. yeah, he's all about the glory. So I think it's going to come down to... I'm, I'm, I, I don't think we're going to see it this season, or maybe we will, but I think it's going to be a Ooh, really... Bobby Finn. Uh, not for me. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really fun um, to see those two personalities conflict when they come to a head. Um, uh, Arrow, there's a new canary. She killed the dude. None of us blame her, I guess. Um, so, do you read... But I, that, the, the new canary, like, the hunt for, like, the hunt for Black Canary, and, like, finally having her come into the fold, I thought felt kind of forced within, like, one episode. That's me. Okay, dynamite dropping. Um, that, that's not my issue. It's that <laughs> Laura was always fucking stupid as Canary. I disagree. Well, no, it's the, the way they developed her character, I thought, was very heavy-handed. One thing I disagree going across multiple seasons. I think Katie Lotz was very... Katie Lotz is white Canary. Sarah. Yeah, but she okay. was Black Canary at one point. Yes, yes. Like I said, I think Katie Lotz was underutilized. Admittedly, they pulled her out so she could basically helm another series. Correct. However, I'm not a fan of that series. Which we'll get into in a moment. And now they're basically kind of forcing it with another Black Canary. Which in I don't think they're comic, forcing no, it. Comic book-wise, it makes sense for them to basically anoint another Black Canary. You mean show-wise, not comic book. No, in the comics, they there there was always another Black Canary. They had different women that would play Black Canary. Yeah, the original, and then the one that we all know and love, Laura. Oh no, it was it was uh. It was Dinah. Dinah. 
Which is her name in the show. Like I said, their mother's name, which we all love her for another show. Dinah Shore? She was on Doctor Who. The actress who played Dinah Lance. She's the doctor's wife. Scanning, scanning. What are you talking about? What is that actress's name? It's the same actress. She plays Dinah Lance and she was also uh, the doctor's wife. Crap, I need that actress's name. It'll come back. The doctor's wife? Uh, it'll come back to me. Like I said, I need... I was going to say I need my phone. Are you talking about Donna Noble? I'm not sure if that's her name. The redhead? No, she's not redheaded. Oh, 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 There you oh, go. Oh, and oh, the pieces oh. come together. At her last horse cross. No, you're thinking of um, the, the woman that actually married David Tennant. No? No, I'm not. Because that's the doctor's daughter. That's doctor's daughter. The doctor's wife was the one with the TARDIS where she became like a person and said, I like biting, it's like kissing, but with a winner. Which is a great line. That seems like a pretty good description of your sex life. Do you have finishing thoughts on Arrow? Uh, the, the team's coming together... I'm I'm getting really sick of wondering who Prometheus is. Like it's literally dragged on for so long. I don't give a shit. I feel like with creating the DC universe, they spread themselves too thin, and Arrow's not interesting anymore because Flash has outshone Arrow consistently since its conception. Well, and actually, I was. And it's not that they have better characters to draw from or better actors to draw from. It's because I feel like they spread their talent too thin. Well, and my thing is, I'm looking towards. Uh, Arrow season six. I'm surprised you... they're getting a season six. Oh wait, it's the CW. That sounded judgmental as hell. Um, oh god, we should talk about Riverdale. No, because I, I actually have heard some things, and I really want to watch a couple episodes and then get into it. Well, what I wanted to tell you about Riverdale. We'll Apparently, do... it's really horny. No, we can do this in two sentences. Wait for five. Se- um, wait for five episodes. Mm-hmm. Veronica Mars, Twin Peaks. Is it Veronica or Betty who's wrapped in Saran Wrap? Neither yet, but they're only two episodes in. So it's only a matter of time. Um, it is a murder mystery about a specific teen, and frankly, if you and I would watch it, I'd make fun of all the aesthetic mistakes they made. But is it Jughead? <laughs> Jughead's actually really good. Huh. And he still has his little crown. Does he really? It's like a modified knit cap, but yeah. But like that's how they pull it off? Okay, anyway. Um, I texted you about that. I still think you should watch it, but it's only two episodes in, so I kind of okay. want make to you, make you wait till ten. Um, with Arrow, once again, like, I, I don't care who Prometheus is. It's, they've dragged it out long enough. And, oh, that's what I was saying. So, season six, you don't get to, yeah, you don't get to rely on flashbacks anymore. Well, yeah, because he's been on the island for five years. You're in six now. The well, so tell you, so... Which, you know, I, you and I have been talking about this. No, you and I have been talking about this since season one. We wondered what the hell would happen when they were done with his years on the island. Because when we first started watching the series, we didn't give a fuck about Starling City. We wanted to know what happened on the island. And, and now they're done with that. Well, we'll see, because you've got Talia al Ghul yeah. taking them... 
taking him into the League of Assassins, which does make some sense in terms of his fighting prowess, but how does he end up back on Lian Yu, the, like, prison island? Purgatory! I don't know if you caught that. Um, Deb Desailed Purgatory from the restroom, which is why I'm trying to carry this episode on my own right now. Um, but we will talk about, if I have to do it on my own, we're going to talk about Legends because she hates that show. Um, real quick, I love Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, the last, she just said fuck you. The last couple episodes have been great uh, with the whole Rip re-doing the like mental architecture of his brain. I love that uh, Eobard Thana has to keep on the move from what is effectively truly, truly the Black Flash. Um, and then you have them reprogramming uh, Rip Hunter as some kind of temporal assassin. I'm very interested to see where this goes on the last half of the season. Last half. Uh, Agents of Shield. I'll get into real quick. Ugh. Um, actually, they revisited the Agent Caning stuff, Ooh. which you know as one of our favorites, Pat Oswalt. Um, one. Because well, it cracked me up, and I love the idea of this man with a thousand identical siblings running all the secret bases. <laughs> they couldn't do it. He was originally all those clones. Exactly. Hold on. You, you that, know it. No, I, yes, I'm explaining this right now. That was the original attempt at a life model decoy program. Love it. Yeah, kind of neat, right? Um, Patton comes back as multiple uh, canings. Uh, oh, the canings. And uh, you find <laughs> out you find out a the source genetic material, which I'll get into in a second. Um, <laughs> But I love that he's working again. <laughs> Deb is dying in the corner. Well, you know, I love that he's working again. Like he you know had gonna... to film this shortly after, like not shortly, but like probably within, about like, within no. six months of probably born, like nine. And you know he's been in the news this week because he officially released his wife's cause of death. It was a mis- is it an accident? accident? It was an accident. Accidental over- overdose? No, it was a mis- uh, it was a mix of prescription pills with an undiagnosed genetic heart problem. Oh, shit. No, like, it was, it was, like, I don't know if accidental could be, like, more accidental than this. Because he said, like, she took, like, a Valium that didn't seem weird. No, like I, I don't know it if was, it was a Valium or Prozac like or whatever it was. It was. It was no, and he's, he said it, but like I said, it was an undiagnosed heart problem mixed with the prescriptions. So, it was... Well, not a Heath Leatherette accident, but like I said, it was, it was a very much an accidental, and I won't even call it an overdose. Cause I an don't, accidental death. I mean, like I said, I, won't, I don't think of this as an overdose at all. It's one of those, she took the I pills. I said accidental that, death, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's one of those things where she took the pills that were prescribed to her, and then she just didn't wake up. But I'm glad to see him working again is my point. I don't want to bring it down, because um, we have to finish this fucking episode. Oh, so, we're never finishing. We're just going to sit here forever. Oh, we do you in realize we're half, only halfway through the list? Like I said, in my half-rearranged apartment. Doesn't matter what your apartment fucking looks like, Deb. No, we're still me. halfway through. Um, you find out that the source material is from... Um, what is her name? Um, Artemis Perbandi? Per Perbandi? I don't... Did you ever watch... Um, oh, what's the one? Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Oh, uh, oh! But you watched Son of Zorn. Son of Zorn. 
Son of Zorn. Yes. Uh, you know Zorn's boss that he doesn't think is a woman? Oh, God. What is her actress's... The actress's name? It's like Artemis per- Perdabi or something like that. Did you watch the, seri- the season finale? We're not getting off on tangents. No, no we're going to talk about it for five seconds. Did you watch the season finale of Zorn? It's not a season finale. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's still got two episodes. Oh, God. This is going to be fun. Tim Meadows left... And yes. Yeah. Left Cheryl Hines. Uh, and then she caught them in bed together. Yeah, because he finally sees her as a woman. Zorn finally sees his boss as a woman and bangs her. Yeah, no. Um, but like the boss... Is the source genetic material of the Koenigs on S.H.I.E.L.D. She's their quote-unquote older sister who just used to kick the crap out of, like, her brothers. It's fucking fantastic. Um, Powerless. Uh, the new NBC sitcom based in the DC Universe. DC Cinematic Universe, even, I would say. They completely restructured it from the pilot. That's what which I hear. Which is fine. No, which is fine. Like I said, I watched the pilot, I watched this. They completely restructured it. It's still actually pretty endearing, but maybe it's like just because I want to see Danny Pudi and Ron Funches work. And Ron Funches has lost weight. Oh no, Ron Funches has lost a significant amount of weight in the He last is two actually years. dateable now. No, it. <laughs> that show is awful. Shut your fucking mouth. Well, that's why I got canceled. Damn you, Crystalia. That show sucks. Fuck you. I like Crystalia. I like Crystalia just fine, but him and Ron Funches were the only watchable parts of that goddamn show. Yeah. 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 Um, they had like seven leads and only two of them were good. Uh, my note on Powerless is it's cute. Um, it's super cute. I'm pissed about two things. One. I love one thing, but go ahead. Van Wayne, go fuck yourself. As is a real character... From the 1970s. Is a real character. No, I'm sorry. If there's a, no, no, no. If there was a Van Wayne when Bruce was a kid, why the fuck didn't they take care of him? Because he was a cousin. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't raise my fucking cousins? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't. I hate most of them. Doug. I hate some of them. If your aunt and uncle died and you were the only person to take care of your cousin instead of letting them go into a system, wouldn't you take care of them? Moot point, all my cousins are adults. That's not what I was asking. He had a butler. Yes, he had Alfred Pennyweather. Worth. It's Pennyworth. Okay, moving on. Uh, But still, it's one of those things like Van Wayne... Yes, I get that he's technically canon. He's not I, technically canon, he is canon. I super hate him. And it's really bad I, I love I, no, I love Tudic. I love him. I I don't I, I don't I don't actor. know what the character did in the comic. I don't know. I don't know I honestly thought they were making it up where it's like and I'm Dave Wayne. Like you know what I mean? Like Right. They like, made up Van Wayne. I'm Dave Wayne and Jeff Wayne, your cousins. You never knew us because we were busy surfing in Australia. And here's my other cousin, Daryl. Like, yeah, like, like I said, we were busy surfing in Australia. It <laughs> sounded super made up. I, yeah, like I thought he was like Poochie Wayne. Um, oh, that's actually really good. Actually, that, that actually does no, work that's, that's, in terms no, that's, of that's powerless. Perfect. He's Poochie Wayne. Wayne. But I love that Tudic just like kind of owns like kind of the dick character and he's like, I love it. I, it's I nice think... to see him in a role like that, considering how many other roles he's played where he's been a little bit of a beta. 
Absolutely. Because he did that in First Night, where he was the squire, and he yeah. didn't have a beta. He was and like then Firefly, and Serenity. That's what I was about to say, but yes. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see him as an alpha. Did he was I, a beta in Rogue One. Did I like him as the big picture joke? Yes, yes, of course I liked him. However... And the whole, like, we will survive, or whatever the, like, thing goes, the the, the banner... He was, oh no, that was, that was... We can change the world. This used that to was be it. a diaper company. <laughs> Get it? Because we can change the world. So, actually like between that. the pilot and what we actually saw, what has changed is that it used to be an insurance company that would deny claims due to superhero and supervillain accidents. And now they're a company that is trying to develop products to protect... To minimize collateral damage. Exactly. So you see it in the whole thing with Vanessa Hudgens when she's on the train, which basically seems straight out of fucking Spider-Man to me. Yeah, but okay, I just want to say real quick, because uh, this is kind of one of my points, but I, I can just slide it in. Um, when the guys bring the paper, the, the newspaper on the train, did you... Pause? Oh God, the Lex president thing? I've never wanted to be in a DC universe more. When it says... I would much rather oh, no. have Lex as president. When it said... President-elect Luthor vows to make Metropolis super again. And I went, holy fuck. <laughs> They're comparing Trump to a super villain. Yeah, except he's not as smart as Lex Luthor. No, he is not. Like, is he may be as bald. We no, don't know no, that. No, the thing is that Luthor... Gene Hackman wore a rug for the first Superman. Lex Luthor is smart, he's a scientist, and he's a little bit pragmatic. These are nothing... He's incredibly pragmatic. Like I said, there's nothing we would ever say about Trump that goes with that. No, no. I'd much rather have Luthor. You're right. So, in the second Spider-Man, you know, when Spider-Man's on the train... Oh, saving the train from Dr. Octopus, yeah. And the woman's holding the baby in a lavender baby wrap that no one would ever have on a subway. That's basically the scene with Vanessa Hudgens in the train on the subway going to her first day of work. I loved Vanessa Hudgens in this. Oh Sorry. no, she was great in this. I have zero complaints about her performance. I I love the show. It's just it needs more I, depth. And I having just watched the pilot, I'm going. I know it's gonna get there. Well, it's just they made so many changes between the pilot and the first episode. I'm scared as to what they're gonna do. I've only seen in. the first episode. Then I'm gonna send you a link to an article about the pilot. Okay. But yeah, like I said, initially it was a show about her working at a company that did insurance claims about right, right, right. everything, and they kept rejecting all the claims for the superhero damage. But I love the first episode. I also really think she needs to sue Batman for stealing that patent, you know, on the, the alarm that lets you know when people are there. When you're going to fight like Jack Off a Lantern or whatever the fuck his name was. I also um, feel like we're going to find out her father had some kind of weird poison ivy powers. You know, because he was a florist. It could be the Floronach man. It, 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 there are a well, lot... Well, no, I, don't, I didn't mean that. In her the... dad could be Swamp Thing. We don't know. She could be Teffy. Teffy? Teffy? Whatever Swamp Thing's daughter is. I don't... Oh, God, what the hell was her name? That that episode... Teffy Holland. That was in Batman Beyond, Yes. No. No, was it the animated series? No, it was in the comics. No, the episode where Swamp Thing, like, gets 
swept out to sea, and he makes this, like, basically avatar to go back into the city and get information for him, and Robin falls in love with her. That might be the animated series. No, no, you're thinking when Clayface You're right, I was thinking the, Clay, No, I was absolutely the, thinking The Dickensian, like, orphan yeah. no. thief ring. You're, you're thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... That was one of those things that... It, I that, can't remember her name, but yeah, like, there's a remote, r- romantic connection. And like it's I like, said, no, you're right, I was And she's like, I'm not... But she finds out she's not real, but, like, she's like, I'm his daughter. Like, yeah. Like I said, no, it was absolutely Clayface. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a kick in the dick for me. They really did not pull punches on that show. I don't want to get into it. We have so much to get through, and we're already over an hour. Speaking of Swamp Thing, the new DC animated uh, movie has come out, Justice League Dark, starring Matt Ryan as Constantine. We like Matt Ryan as Constantine. Uh, we love Matt Ryan as Constantine. Well, no, it's, he didn't get a good run. He had a bad network. We don't need to explain the background of this. We need to get into Justice League Dark. This apparently was part of the f- actual script that Del Tormo was working on. Del Tormo. What did I say? Del Tormo. That guy coughed uh, because he disagrees with me and he is right. No, Coffatron no, no, agrees. That's, that's actually going to keep going on for a while. But um, no, Del Toro, this, this like, was actually part of the, the Justice League Dark movie. Um, they used a lot of that script. Um, I hope they paid him. I don't think he wrote it, but okay. Um, let's hope he did. Cause... No, he wrote a whole script for Justice League Dark. Okay. And then they opted out. I think it's like D- Justice League Dark World or whatever they called it. But um, no, I, no I loved it. Um, I, having never really read, I didn't read the Justice League Dark comics. Um, I, I really... Yeah, but you and I are both big fans of the Justice Lords plotline. What are you fucking talking about? Let's get into this. What, the Justice Lords? Yeah, okay. Where are you going with this? No, I'm just saying, Justice League Dark, it's kind of a sister story to the Justice Lords. No. You have the... At all. Okay, fine. It's not. <laughs> at all. It is not an alternate reality where the Justice no, League takes over the world. No, it's not an alternate reality. It's just being obsessed with your own power and trying to control everyone else. Nope. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Your take. I, I the Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. You know the Justice that takes care of the like dark magic cases. Yeah. With Constantine and Zatanna and well, they didn't have Detective Chimp. Um, they had Swamp Thing, uh, the Demon Etigrin, Jason Blood. Um, they called in Doctor Destiny. They had Batman. Cause apparently, it's not a fucking DC animated movie though. Batman, I. I think this could have done without Batman. That's me. Um, I I loved it. Um, it's the second out of the R-rated uh, DC animated, and I can't figure out how or why. Um, I know Killing Joke was the yeah. first R-rated. How much did they swear? Not that much. Then I don't know why it's R-rated. I don't either, and there wasn't really a whole lot of blood. Um, you realize they might just be doing it for the... I, there was more blood in just the when they did the new Fifty Two Justice League where 
Um, they're like killing people like the the nets that cut people in three and blood goes everywhere. Um, the Justice League War. Um, I I didn't think it did an R rating. I think it could have done just well PG thirteen. But I loved Matt Ryan as Constantine. God damn it, he is my Constantine. As if I had a doctor on this one. Um, I loved that they redid Black Orchid as the magic of the House of Mystery and kind of bonding with Dead Man. Um, I love Dead Man uh, dicking around with uh, all of Dead Man's <laughs> interactions with Batman were phenomenal. Please watch it. Uh, Jason Omira Omira uh, uh, is the voice of Batman who's um, not Kevin Conroy. Not Kevin Conroy, but uh, he's Jason Omira has been the voice of Batman for a while, and he also plays the like figurehead of Shield on Agents of Shield. Uh, still a great voice actor. You can disagree with Agents of Shield all you want. No, it's not that. Still it's, a great voice actor. Conroy. You know, you're not. He's not gonna unless it's something big like Killing Joke. He's not gonna come back. What's well, that? He doesn't. However, I remember like a very definitive point in me knowing myself as a human. The episode of Batman the Animated Series where they're trying to drive him crazy. So they're piping in the voices for him. And he's like, I knew it wasn't me because in my head I call myself Batman. I don't call myself Bruce. Like that was one of those weird awakening moments for me where I'm like, Wow, I have an internal name for myself that people don't call me. I do call myself Doug Poole. No, uh, but I mean, think about it. You, <laughs> like, even if it's not an the actual... The voice inside your head is a no, thing. But it's, it's just one of the things. Even if it's not an actual physical name, the voice inside your head is different from anything... It identifies your... Your physical voice would tell you or anybody else in the entire world would say to you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Your brain's your brain. Is it? Girl. Or we're all on the Matrix. Um, we can skip Lucifer comic series where we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fifth Highlander movie. Do we really need to talk about this or is it like the second Highlander movie? Do you... I, I literally can like just cut and paste uh, for next episode uh, the last three notes. No, it's fine. Let's do this. But you have to say when you're like... There's a fifth Highlander movie. I'm like, can we just watch the old Highlander series on TV? No. Because Highlander 5 is the continuation of that. Actually, technically... No, we're not talking about this. I'm going to watch the end of the series, and then we'll watch Highlander 5. Okay. And I'll talk about coffee next episode. What's wrong with coffee? So, Social Contract... Backpacks and buses. Thank you, Deb. (laughs) Backpacks and buses! So, when you get... Get off me. So... (laughs) Nobody can see me doing awkward hands, but continue. So, when you get on a bus, and they talk about the whole thing where you... They want to free up, like, free space on a seat, so you get on a seat and use your, like, side seat... Does that make sense? Yes, no. The seat next to you. Yeah, seat next to you. And like for your backpack. Well, I always, I always go into the innermost seat and put my backpack on, on my lap. lap. Yeah. 
great. Because you're not an asshole. I have seen a staggering amount of this phenomenon, which is sitting on the outside seat and putting your backpack on your lap. As if you were going to be so inconvenienced to be able to move in. When new writers get on, I think it's bullshit, and I'm sorry, social contract asshole, we're all running public transportation. Get in, like, move in, so we all have a place to sit with your shit, like, we're not going to see your fucking backpack. There are cameras, there's uh, a little guy watching us, the driver, um, as well as good Samaritans in this day and age, assuming, you know, you're not going to, like, tear us bum. Were you about to say Terrace Bulba? I was going to say Bulbasaur, yeah. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.